You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. 3256. Plugging the dates at the top of the show. April, gonna be at the House of Comedy, Phoenix, Arizona, April 1st to the 5th with Seton Smith. And then I'm going to be at the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota, Mall of the Americas with comedian Dan Cummins. JohnToll.com, just head on over there and uh, click on, uh, I believe it's schedule, or it says dates, or it says tour, or it says something where you would know that that's where I was going to be live. Click on there. Go see me out, all right? I've got, I've got those two weeks booked. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Western Canada uh, in June. I'm going to Austin in June. Uh, I, might, I might be having a, a show in Dallas. I might be, uh, we're, we're, and we're, we're going to be doing, uh, doing shows with my buddy Jay and my buddy Shuli. So there's a bunch of stuff on the way. As far as live dates goes, I'm going to have an Alaska date coming, probably heading to the East Coast. Got to get to Florida this year. Of course, more stuff in Texas. Uh, I guess I, I guess that's it, man. You, you gotta you gotta have a, a call to action, and the call to action on this one is uh, go check out Facebook backslash John Toll J O H N T O L E, or I have a fan page John Toll Comedy. I'm like within a couple hundred people of being almost at the max. And so once that shit goes to the max, I, I can't have any more friends, and then they gotta go to the other thing, and then I gotta use the other thing, and then when I'm not using the other thing, then I gotta use Instagram. When I'm not doing that, I gotta use Twitter, and when I'm not doing that, then I gotta upload the podcast to Libsyn. But then I also gotta put it on SoundCloud. Sometimes I gotta put it on Podbean. Really, does this shit ever fucking end? Well, it doesn't end unless it starts. So I get let's sit. Ah, I was so close. I was so close. God, I was so fucking close. It can't start if it doesn't end. So let's start this podcast. Oh, God bless. Carry on my way, you would say. the peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. I guess it's better than this thing coming out Wednesday afternoon, right? Whenever this thing finally does get finished being recorded, edited, things snapped to the beginning and and uploaded, talked about, blogged, tweeted, Facebook. Am I sick of my own fucking voice? Yes, of course. John Tolls America, everybody. How you doing? It's a uh, Monday here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I'm guessing it was nice. I haven't left my apartment. How about that? Today was today was one of those days where I I got up and I rolled right as military set right out of the rack, bro. I got out of that rack, bro, threw on my tennis shoes, did some light stretching. Maybe I made a pot of coffee. Maybe I walked around. Maybe I had some ideas. I definitely wrote some sick ass riffs. I'm trying not to smack my lips this whole episode and I and I know and I know it's just going to get worse. Is it, is it possible that I could be any less professional on the microphone on my own ill-listened-to podcast? 
But thanks for tuning in. Uh, did you have a Did you have a a, a great week? I, where did, what, what did you do now that you didn't have football occupying your your life? Did you Did you open up and find some new activities? Are you Are, are you gardening? I, I only say that because uh, I have plants now. Did I tell you that I have plants in my apartment? That's the kind of adult you're dealing with right now. Where I have, I don't know, 12, 12 living things here, worrying about whether or not I'm going to walk by and remember to water them. Is this the day? That we do it every other day, or is the other day the other day that we do it every other day, and then so they don't get water. They don't look sad. They're just standing there. You know what I mean? I get high, and I stare at them. What do you do with your free time? (sighs) There's the lip smack. Fuck. Podcast is ruined. He drops the mic on his own chest. What am I, a minute in? This is awful. (laughs) Speaking of awful, I probably had... The worst set of stand-up comedy that I have had in, I don't know, six years? Is that possible? Is that, is that something? There's always, uh, we, had the, uh, we had the finals. We had the finals of the Westside Comedy Theater uh, competition there on Saturday here in uh, Santa Monica. It was, uh, oh, I mean, packed. The energy was electric. Uh, Hampton Yount funny dude he's hosting the lineup is killer everybody's different everybody's like got their a shit at the ready the venue is the venue said where you're gonna be looked at by this person and this person and the winner gets this meeting and there's money involved and top to bottom you're like yeah of course this is gonna be the greatest thing ever you know what i might shower for this i might not wear a hat how about that yeah today might be a it might be a product day i might wear a sweater you know i might i and i did i i pulled out i i i said uh you know what? You know, you know when I knew the whole thing was shot? I'll tell you when I knew the whole thing was shot. When I was getting ready and I put and I, 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 I put a pair of boots on that I have and I uh, and I laced up the lace super tight and the string broke. There it was in my right hand. And I was like, oh, no, is this the harbinger of ill things to come in my, in my soon to be future? I shook it off. I threw on some vans, you know, as a guy in his 40s, you want to do a throwback to the fact that you used to skateboard when you were 11. And then you chipped your tooth on a quarter pipe because the older kids thought it'd be funny to sit on top. You did a face plant. And then you're at the dentist going, uh, yeah, you really think skateboarding is good at a, at a kid your weight? Maybe you should just stay to standing at first base where your lack of range and poor arm can be put to use so you don't allow. This is how my baseball career was. I had a coach who said, you're fucking great because you knock in eight runs a game, but you're a shithead because your defense lets in nine. And that's pretty much what you need to know. That's pretty much it. So I, I broke the uh, I broke the boot shoelaces. I replaced with the Vans. And then I'm like, well, you know, you got to go to, uh, I had to go to Mass. I went to Saturday night Mass here at uh, St. Basil's in uh, Wilshire. And a uh, solid turnout. Uh, I, 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 don't like a, I don't like a singer when they overdo it. All right, can I, can, I, can I be the one guy complaining in the pew? All right, A, I don't like a homily when it, it's too bassy and it, there's too much echo. All right, I don't want to sit there. First of all, I got to deal with your accent. Now I got to deal with this echo in this giant cement building. All right, get to the point. I shouldn't be complaining. Maybe I should be in prayer about how I complain too much. So I went. It was raining and I'm wearing these pants that are too long. And, you know, the, usually the boots gather them up so they don't get wet. Nope, these things halfway underneath the vans as I'm sloughing down the dirty streets of Koreatown off to uh, Dina's car. Dina, who took off, 
Dina, who took off and uh, went, is now in, uh, currently in Austin, Texas. How do you feel about that? Listeners in Austin, go find her. Go, go give her a high five. Welcome her back. She only has to work for South by Southwest and somehow figure out how to run five venues surrounded by drunks and divas and rock stars and rappers who want to shoot you when they're not high, which is what? Never, which is always. Exactly. So uh, God bless her and Godspeed on her uh, keeping it together. Uh, she's she's going to kill it out there. So like I said, find her out there, buy her a beer, give her a high five, maybe a shot of whiskey for me since I'm uh, I'm on the wagon here. Well, I'm on the weed wet. All right. I'm not on any wagon here. I'm just uh, I'm on I'm on black coffee right now in the afternoon. Oh, cold out of the pot, too. You guys do that one, huh? Where you make too much and then you just let it sit there all day. And, like, you get to that one part of the of, of the afternoon where it's, like, three and you're starting to lull a little bit. And every writing project you've put off because you had to, I don't know, record a podcast because you had to edit audio for, for an album. You had to... Uh, email back and forth with uh, with a label that you may or may not be using you had to write hardcore riffs you had to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you had so much to do you had so much to do and then you were tired so you meditated a little bit on the back side of that you felt better you still need an extra pick me up bam cold coffee right out of the pot oh and my breath smells like a homeless guy's asshole having a fart contest with a dead animal is that possible it's not so, yep, Dina's out there, dropped her off uh, Saturday, dropped her off Saturday morning, which was, uh, was it, yeah, Saturday morning, we were up at 4.30, how about that, huh, did you get up early, did you get up early this weekend, did you get a workout in, no, I didn't, I just got up early, got up early with this weird pit, like this weird anxious, like a, like a growling fox was just sitting on my solar plexus, something was not right, aligned in my universe on Saturday morning, I, maybe the fact that you know, she's going to be gone for two months. That's a long time to be, be away from the person that, that you love. I mean, look, I go on the road, but it's not for that long, right? So this is this is a long, and I wake up, and I've got this nervous anticipation, and she wakes up. She's fucking excited. Oh, uh, you remember when you were a kid and you were going on vacation? Huh? You remember when you had something? To, you remember when your life was full of things that you look forward to? Remember that? Before you really started to, you know, find your find your love of, of things and, and, and find your, your love of, of possessions that you work too hard to even use. Remember that? Remember when you had just, you, you couldn't even go to sleep because you were so excited to do something the next day. Remember, remember how good you felt going on vacation? That she had that energy. And I was like, oh, I get it. Because I remember, I remember what it was like to be going on tour and be ready to, oh yeah, we're, fuck yeah, we're going to jump in this van. Are you kidding me? How, yeah, of course. I got a backpack and we're going to be gone for 65 days. Yeah. What did you pack? One pair of socks, one pair of underwear, one pair of camo shorts, one t-shirt, one basketball jersey, one windbreaker, one headpan, one pair of running shoes, one pair of brass knuckles, one extendable baton, two knives, sometimes a firearm. Things happen. All right. I don't know. How did, how did you tour? All right. I don't like to carry shit. I like to, I like to be in and out. You're going to invite me to place. I'm bringing in one bag. I leave. I'm, I'm leaving with the same back. That's it. You got to be able. I'm like Rambo with the beginning of First Blood when he was just walking through the town. All he wanted to do is get something to eat. 
Next thing you know, he made the wrong turn. The rednecks got him all hemmed up in the hoose cow, giving him the fucking civil rights shower, staring at his scars. We all know how it goes down, right? And then they're, what? The next thing, they're lowering, they're lowering us into a pit, and then they pull us out, and it's just like it's just like shit droppings from pigs. And those, uh, what are those things? Those uh, I was going to call them eels. They're technically not. It's not a lamprey. It's not an eel. It's not a snake. It's a leech. Thank you. I'm a doctor from the 1700s. <laughs> so she was all excited to go on tour and i fucking get it man go out there and just you know what to her to me to everybody if you've got something that you've wanted to do whatever it is man time is not on your side go make it happen all right don't run around wasting your time working for somebody else's dream unplug from the fucking lie of that bullshit and make something happen yeah, so that's why I'm drinking cold coffee with awful breath here. Even the mic is frowning at me right now as I used to say I'm like laying I'm like laying on the floor. I'm basically laying on the floor right now in my apartment staring at the popcorn ceiling that I'm pretty sure is cancerous. Do you hear kids screaming in the background? Is there an ice cream man? Where's my polenta man? The neighbor still hasn't had a fucking new song, I'll tell you that. There's another bit that's continuing from three episodes. So that's it. Dina dropped her off Saturday morning. I went back to bed. Now here I am a couple days later just living just like the king of Siam. What, is, what does that even mean? You're living like the king of Siam. You're just sitting inside your apartment like you got shit going on. You don't. I was talking about something and I derailed into the uh, Dina stuff. Is that Was it the... Uh, oh, yeah. So I I, uh, I I go to I head over to the West Side Comedy Theater. Jeez, boy, when I start a story and it goes into a rabbit hole, into a tangent, down into the water level, and then you eat the thing, you get bigger, and then you you get hit a mushroom, and then you get smaller, and then you just need more guys. I guess that's what it is. I need to find the cheat code of life. I need to find the cheat code of, of, of what to do in a situation where you walk into a comedy club that's at capacity. I mean, you couldn't even move. Cameras all over the thing. My lineup spot, fourth. Oh, please. I'm the cleanup hitter. I'm the cleanup hitter of this show. It's great. They, they come out and they, they announce the prize money. Here's it's the winner gets 500. The next dude gets three. The third guy gets one and a half. And they, they had taken the time to all of the prize money was in ones bundled up in groups of like 50 or 100. Each one of them had their own stool. So that chunk of money is sitting there on the back of the stage and I'm and I'm looking at it and I'm like, whoa, that's fucking weird. I've never done comedy on a stage where there's just giant chunks of money, you know? And I'm like, hockey, you see this on, on ESPN, right? On the on the World Series of Poker when they have, you know, a couple mil. I don't know how much money they throw in the middle of the game. I don't I don't I don't like people who wear sunglasses inside, so that's my rule on poker. What do you think about that? Huh? Go for the inside straight. The uh so, uh, yeah, so I, I uh, host goes up, funny guy, love his material. The audience, eh, collectively, arms folded, yawning. We got in here for free. 
I don't care what you're saying, what's going on with those bundles of money. Are we also judges? I know you announced that there were other judges, judges who worked in industry, agents, people who work for festivals, fucking people that maybe, you know, uh, could, could get you some college gigs if they were nice enough to be cool. People from America's Got Talent were there. And here's this, and the host goes up, and the audience is just like, Nope. What else do you got? Nope. What else do you got? Nope. What else do you got? So they're tight. They're fucking tight. And this lineup is full of kill. Every, I know every single person on this show and they're all crushers. Every single one of them. And my buddy Josh goes up and he did a great job considering how tight they were, but they just never relented. And they would go from silence like that room at capacity had a at a hundred percent volume level. At their best left, they were operating at a quarter. At twenty-five percent of room volume, that's where the best they were. When they had a shitty laugh, they were at twelve percent. And when they didn't do anything, it was a mouse fart in the room. And so I gotta go forth. Three guys go up ahead of me. It's my turn to go out there. And uh and I just go, I, I go. Usually, you know, if the if they're if they're if they're down, if the room's down, if for whatever reason they're they're tight. Look, if I would have had a half an hour to sit with these fucking people, I would have figured out who is the William H Macy, who is the cooler of this audience, who is in there laying fucking farts of frown town, making these people acquiesce to their wills to be a silent majority. And so I, I walk out there, and you know, you get them up. Come on, everybody, you you've heard the you've heard the comedy that I post. You know what I do. I went out there and did that. And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And then so I was like, well, I, I give them a joke up 12 and percent. I give them another joke, 20 percent. I give them another joke, 25 percent. And I go, A, they have a four camera shoot on this thing. Worst case scenario, when I entered this contest, I said, I get a fucking tape out of this. Are you kidding me? Look, the money. Yeah, sure. The money would be great. The meetings would be great. But I'm going to get a fucking tape doing doing an impact audience and it's going to look great i'll wear something that it doesn't make me look like a fat asshole crush it get my seven and then go work in the middle of the fucking country at some b room some piece of shit booker finally answers a fucking email boy am i angry right now he yells to his paul stanley figure you better get on track johnny you better just stay humble to the good things you have in your life shut up paul paul's right though the uh so i go up there and and they they're giving me nothing so i go in my, I just have this moment where I fucking, my head just says, fuck this. And I don't know, I don't know if it's just from being a fucking anarchist, from loving to watch a, a Titanic-sized ship go down, but I said, if I'm not going to get a tape out of this, I'm going to get everything I want out of this. And I, and I went over and I... I grabbed the money. I fucking, I was, I had 800 bucks in my hand, like chunk of 500. I'm sniffing the money. I'm talking about how much cocaine is probably on the money. They're not going for that. I think that was about a 15% laugh. And then I got them up to 20. I put the money down. They got weird that I had the money and then put it down. I think they wanted to touch it a little bit. Then I started talking about the Super Bowl because at this point, this is a mic. I'm just going to have fun with this because fuck it. What, what if I get lucky and I just find some vein of fucking gold? All right. So they're not they they don't want fucking anything in the moment and they don't want any material. So let's find out what the fuck they want. And so I just said, all right, well, here's here's uh, but the money. Uh, here's the money. I set it down. I go over. I talk to this guy. He gives me nothing. Then he heckles me. Then I go too dirty. Then I fucking 
You hear that? You hear the scream? I hope you can hear the screaming outside because that's exactly what my mind sounded as I controlled this bomb. Did you see the video of the plane in Taipei doing the fucking uh, doing the Tony Hawk 180 over the freeway? Holy shit. And by the way, why does everybody have a fucking dash cam everywhere but here? Huh? Have you thought about that? Why are we we're here complaining that cops don't have fucking body cameras and every single car everywhere else has a fucking dash cam? Maybe we should have that. I, is there a, I'm not going to send that idea to anybody, nor is anyone going to fucking do anything about that idea. Just sit in, your, sit in your cubicle, sit wherever you are, not along. You're right, John. Tell us more about this bomb. So I'm bombing. And it's not, even, it's not even that I'm bombing. It's just that I can't even do well to make the tape usable. <laughs> So and so I I, I go I I uh, I I I'm I go into this I go into the Super Bowl thing they don't bite and I should have fucking known I should have just said pull out you made a left they didn't want you to make and I said no I'm gonna go a little more maybe I can maybe I can needle maybe I can needle fucking Seattle for being losers and get them out of that and then they I, and then they went almost ice cold and then I announced I'm glad Kirk Cobain fucking shot himself. It was the only use of the shotgun, <laughs> the only successful use of the shotgun in Seattle in the last play, something to that effect. And uh, they were done. They were at, they have absolutely turned off. I was able to get them a little bit towards the end and, uh, and rode the rest of the wave down to fucking bombsville. And uh, so there that was 500 bucks. Not that heavy. Not that, you know, it felt good in my hand. It felt like, you know what, to be honest, it just, it didn't feel like real money. Like I always uh, like when you see like those uh, crime shows where they have the giant pile of money. You're like, man, I wonder what it'd be like to pick that up or like a duffel bag full of like what a like what are like you're in Point Break, right? And you got the president mask on and you're you're pulling that hockey equipment bag full of fucking hundos. Hopefully you don't get the dye pack because how do you get that out of your eyebrows? And then so then you're pulling that and you're like, yeah, but that's just fucking paper. It's just paper. It's just paper i'm convinced though that the money sitting on those stools fucked with the mind of the audience that they were just like Fuck, i could use a thing. and they, they were all going how much money is up there how much money 950 950 this all i run up there i grab the 950 i yes and juke a couple of the bartenders i throw a fucking haymaker i'm out the door running down the alley i throw a one of the wads up in the air in the middle of the fucking uh in the in the middle of the outdoor mall there in santa monica everybody piles in like you would in a movie i skate i'm up nine. i'm up 850 maybe you just throw 50 i'm up nine fuck that was the hot. That was the thought. That was the, that would have been my thought as an audience member. So I would have been a shit audience member as well. I would have been sitting there going, oh, "What does that fucking feel like? How heavy is that? Nah, I don't like the weight you're talking about. I wonder what's going on with that money." I'd be asking people around me, "What do you think that weighs? What do you seriously? You want a beer? You want to buy a beer? Go steal that fucking chunk of money and go buy us some beers. How about that? Come on, I'll buy you fucking ten beers and then you buy the next ten. Huh? You want to do that? You got to fucking steal it. So that's how that show went. That's exactly how that show went. Then I went home and uh, that's it. Jumped in the computer, worked on my short stories for Armed and Dangerous, went out and uh, sent some emails off. Like, like, you know, like I said at the top of the program, uh, I've got some uh, tour dates on the way. I've got some uh, trips to Northern California, Canada, Alaska, Texas, you name it. Hopefully other dates coming in as they come. I, I got my first military gig. How about that, huh? Your boy's going to... Uh, 
fucking ha ha up with the troops there. And uh, it's an island. Apparently, there's we have an island here in California. First of all, they pick you up. Then they drive you to the fucking airport. They put you on the deal. You pro- I don't even know what kind of plane it is. Cessna? B-1 bomber? I have no idea. The flight's 15 minutes. So you're up, you're down, boom, you land. They give you a meal. You crush it, right? Everyone loves you. You're telling jokes. You're high-fiving. Soldiers are letting you, oh, I hope they let me shoot shit off the island. Fuck, you're in the middle of nowhere. Maybe I fish for sharks. What would you do? What would you do if you were on a whole island full of military people? Huh? Yeah. Let's blow some shit up. Let's use some of this government money. I paid for fucking half this bullet. He yelled out to nobody. Yeah, so I'm actually excited about that. Excited about that. Just finished up the audio. Uh, finished up the audio for, um, I think what I'm going to call never a victim of circumstance. I guess that's a, uh, that's a, that's a good way to, I, w- I was listening to, uh, I fucking love Billy Joel. That's a weird, that's just something that you just have to admit. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, and maybe and maybe it was just the, the marketing of Bosom Buddies from 80 to 82 where that song was was played once a week. And then if they had reruns and then when it, and it went into syndication, I think they used it on that as well. Uh, I don't know. But my dad, I called my parents. I was like, why do you, why did we own that LP? Like my parents never listened to music. And then they were like, yeah, well, your, your father liked the song. And I go, that's weird. because I, I love that. I you know, read the lyrics. It's fucking my whole life. How about that? That's a, that's a strange way to uh, look at it. So, so yeah, uh, never a victim of uh, circumstances, uh, what I'm going to call. Uh, right now, it's at 77 minutes of audio. I have 77 minutes of live gorilla recorded comedy audio. I have some stuff I've been sitting on that I have not released that I could get it up to an hour and a half. I have an idea for a, uh, for a video representation of the same audio. And I'm talking to stand-up records, hopefully. About putting this out, I, I went through and did the uh, track tiles. The uh, track titles. Hi, the track tiles. I'm here for the track tiles. Uh, if these track tiles are not in my fucking kitchen in an hour, all right, you're all getting deported. What do you think about that, huh? It's weird. Why would I? Why do you, do you think in my whole entire fucking life? Let's say, let's say a couple of years from now, the, all the books are coming out and I'm just, you know, doing readings and just partying like I've always wanted to do. Do you think I'm going to give a fuck about what kind of tiles in my kitchen? And if anybody in my world has a give a fuck about tile, I'm like, get, get out, get, get the fuck out of here. All right. First of all, we're not going to have a kitchen. We're going to be using other people's kitchens. That's the plan. All right. Get, get low. Grab your one bag. We're fucking out of here. All right. Life isn't about going around and collecting shit you don't need. Go have an experience. That's all that matters. All right. He says to nobody in this apartment by himself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Track titles. Crowd working a baby. That's track one. What's that about? Exactly what you think about me doing stand up comedy in front of a baby. Yeah. Here's another one. Divine intervention. That's just a nod to Slayer. Of course. What? What? Every record's going to have a fucking nod to Slayer in it. Why would you think that it wouldn't? All right. And then I've got up uh, oh, beer in the shower. Hawaii five zero. Virus free. Dolphin style. Beard of Frankenstein. Growing a dick for Hillary. Horton Plaza. The Oyster of Life, Snorting Cool Whip, My New Landlord, The Oklahoma Patriot Rally, Eggs of Mass Destruction, Bone Depot. How about that for a fucking home or a fucking uh, home supply dick joke pun? Uh, mental Insecurity, 
And uh, cookie dough as my cheat meal. Like I said, right now, it's running in like 77 minutes. I've got a bunch of stuff. Dude, I could get this thing to like 100. I should just do two hours and just fucking get over with and then not sell any records until 2020. Yeah, let's do that. I don't know. Tell you the truth, I'm spending more time writing writing music. And, and uh, lyrics are not coming as fast as I thought they would. Not that I've sat down and specifically said, okay, let's do this. I just even haven't, I haven't even had the kernel of like that one idea that sits in my gut that's like, yo, you have to fucking sing about this. This is something that you have to address. And it's like nothing is like coming around in that thing. And it's like as soon as it does, the song just writes itself. Usually what happens, I'll, I'm going you know, to write 26 songs. And then once they're all done, I'll just sit there and listen to them. And then I'll write 26 songs with the lyrics. And then the lyrics will go with the music. And I'll have two different records. One for Metal Command, one for Pit Boss. But it's going to be a busy year, 2015. We're just going to sit around and fucking have fun. That's what we're going to do. And that's what you should be doing, I guess, right? Shouldn't we just be having it? Shouldn't we just be doing what we want to be doing all day, right? Are you, are you passionate about your job? Are you passionate about your life? Are you? Fuck. I don't know. Ever since, I've, uh, ever since I started doing that, uh, that uh, novena, and I'm talking about this, this novena for the rest of my life, man, because this uh, praying the rosary is absolutely life-changing. I've never gotten so much done in, uh, in the last month as far as uh, productivity goes. So God, God bless that experience. So I'm driving... I'm driving Dina to the airport and uh, I have that competition that night. I woke up in the morning and I felt super uneasy. She's super excited. I remember what it's like to be that excited. It dawns on me like, oh, yeah, exactly. You're you're running out. You're like you're on an adventure right now. You're right on the beginning. You're right on that that rumbling, and I'm like, boy, am I? I must be feeling the reciprocal energy of that in the room. That I'm saying, oh, okay, well, you get to feel the high end of one side. Right now, I'm currently feeling the low end of the other, but I have to make kind of peace with that. And we were driving down the uh, 110 South, and uh, you know, just kind of shooting the shit a little bit. And that Billy Joel song came on, uh, "My Life," the same one from the Bosom Buddies, the same one that my dad loved, the same. Uh, that same song and it was it was funny that pit in my stomach that uneasy feeling either left or turned around to join exactly how she felt in that same level of excitement so weird that we would be just driving down having this conversation i have this complete unease she's excited the song comes on and it hits me and i realize at that point like oh well dude what are you even why do you even have any anxiety about this? Look at how easy this is. Turn it right the fuck around. Just like you're turning a dial. Just like you're doing your volume from zero to ten. It's that easy. And there it is. And we saw her off. And she's going to kick butt in uh, kick butt in Austin, Texas. What do you think about that? John Toll's America. Find me on the internet. JohnToll.com. Uh, I haven't been reading the news because I don't care. I, don't, I couldn't tell you one thing going on in the world. I think uh, the last, I use Twitter, they're, they're talking about, uh, uh, let's see, what do I, what, what, was, what was the thing? I had a thing last week that I wanted to touch on that I, that I forgot, and I even said that I forgot, and I was going to talk about it. Uh, no, that's it. The fucking NFL's fixed. Don't we already know that? I guess that was, didn't I already say that? If I didn't, trust me, I believe it. Uh, yeah. 
Of course, I've got some news here, but you know what? Just two stories, and I and you know, you look, you give me, you give me a news aggregate site, and I'm looking for two things: Jesus or the devil. Which one is it? I'm looking for natural fuck ups, or I'm looking for the robotic invasion of mankind. And uh, here we go. Right after it, robot vacuum cleaner attacks South Korea housewife's hair. Woman sleeping on the floor of her apartment awoken in pain by a robotic vacuum cleaner attempting to suck up her hair. A robotic vacuum cleaner attacked a South Korean woman while she slept by attempting to suck up the hair on her head. The woman, 52-year-old resident of Shangwon, who has not been named, was awoken by the pain and unable to ex- extricate herself from the robot, called the fire department for help. There, there she said, this thing's going... You feel your brain coming out of your ears. This thing's not letting go. And then you got to call fucking 911, which hopefully is not a joke in your town. So the local popo can come and pull your head out of your Hoover. (laughs) Pull your Hoover out of your Hoover. If you're doing it right, you weirdo. Oh, my gosh. She was eventually freed by paramedics, escaping serious injury, but losing several strands of hair. Oh, what a fucking tragedy. She gets her name in the paper. Only several strands of hair. It required two paramedics to remove her hair from the machine's nozzle. The incident, which took place on January 3rd, highlighted the potential risk of this type of accident in South Korea where sitting and sleeping on the floor is a common practice. What? Look, I live in Koreatown. I don't see anybody sitting on the floor. Everyone's got chairs. Wait, am I not having the, the legit experience that they're having over there? All right, first of all, if you, if you can afford a fucking r2d2 vacuum to cruise around your house and keep it clean maybe a couple times a year you put your cat in a shark suit tell them to give it a ride yeah i got my video camera out we're all laughing right let's fucking tip a miller light and have a good time but if you know you own a robot if you know you went out and bought it it's on the floor you'll walk by it i can guarantee you kick it two three times a week accidentally then the thing just decides to go off and clean because that's how it works, I'm assuming. And then there you are sleeping, having a dream. And all of a sudden, a little tug. You need a dream. You're like, oh, boy. Yeah, I guess I do like my hair pulled. Oh, but that's a little too hard. And then you wake up to the nightmare of this fucking hubcap on wheels sucking up the side of your head. Then you're screaming. You got to call. You got to call the Ambo. Then they're coming. She was unable to free herself from the vacuum and made a desperate request a desperate re- rescue request call to 119. Uh, oh. Hmm. Apparently in uh, South Korea, uh, 911 is 119. They fucking, they hacked us. They fucking hacked us. Robotic vacuum cleaners are equipped with sensors allowing them to clean surfaces by detecting dirt while avoiding obstacles such as stairs, people, and cables. But not seemingly human hair that is still attached too close to home while a person's home is at her castle can also be a source of seriously painful, embarrassing accidents that require medical attention. Doctors in Saudi Arabia got quite a shock when they x-rayed a toddler and saw they had swallowed a metallic SpongeBob SquarePants pendant. This is this is where and all these stories are coming to you from the telegraph.co.uk. So this is I don't know that this is real news. All I know is when they when they when they send you down the fear rabbit hole. All right. It's not enough. You're like, oh, you know what? You know who doesn't vacuum around the house? My good for nothing husband. You know, if he doesn't do anything but sit there and drink and talk about himself. But maybe maybe I could get him to buy one of these nice vacuums so the house at least could look nice as I sit there and nod along and and, and pretend that I didn't just ruin my life by saying I do. 
Because I was so hard up the fuck. Hmm. I took a weird turn. <laughs> so anyways, all these stories are basically just tragedy after tragedy. So this one, hair in the vacuum, toddler swallowing the SpongeBob pendant. And of course, they got a picture. You could tell the kid's fat because his fucking x-ray looks fat. Like his bones look normal, but you could tell like the kid has like some extra neck in there. The item seen in stunning detail in the image above was removed from the 16-month-old baby boy's esophagus without complications. What about this guy? A teen in Kyrgyzstan was rushed to the hospital, unable to eat. When his doctors cut open the 18-year-old's swollen stomach, they discovered this giant hairball, which formed over many years of the girl compulsively eating her own hair and locks she picked up off the floor. That is disgusting. All right? That is absolutely terrible. All right. Could you who is doing that? I've got some weird habits that I do in my life and I believe we all do. All right. If everyone had to everyone had to lay their soul bare, you'd look around and go, boy, I'm not the only one. But I don't know, dude, eating hair. All right. What are you pulling your own hair off and then you're eating it? And now you've got a fucking ball of hair inside yourself. Well, imagine trying to shit that out. Gross. Then it won't detach because it's just all the hair stuck up in your intestines and then you can't pull it out. And then like so it's like it's dragging in the toilet and then it pulls out and then your cat sees it. Now he's whacking at it. And then by then it like, what do you do? Take some scissors and go to the doctor. What else can you do? How does that? Uh, I was just trying to take a shower and I think I accidentally fell on the hairball. I think that's how it. I mean, I don't know why it's a foot big. I don't I don't know. You, you can't lie your way out of that. Am I am I right? It has to. Yeah. No, you can't fucking lie about that. No, you can't. You can't. Statistically speaking, most British people are likely to be injured at home more than anywhere else. Okay, thank you, fact, just to scare the reading public. But don't, whatever you do, let the kids anywhere near a trampoline with a device accounted for around half of all domestic sports industries requiring hospital treatment among children. You hear that, Mormons? You don't fucking buy a trampoline. That shit is dangerous. Let your kids drink Coke and Starbucks. Barbecuing at home can cause unfortunate accidents with a quarter of us admitting to cooking with one that is operating a large open flame while drunk. Yeah, of course. Yeah, dude, if you're, if you're cooking in the backyard, you got a couple shooters on. Yeah, yeah. Couple shots, JMO, couple Miller lights. Yeah, you got the grill going, huh? The smoke's in your face. You're telling stories. Maybe you got the hat on. You got a fucking apron that you, had, you got as a gift from one of the assholes you had to invite to the party. So now you have to wear that, right? But then you get a stain on it, and you're like, well, I, I, you know, I guess that guy's not that bad. But at the same time, he gets the burger that you burnt a little bit and then hit it with the cheese. Admit that's what you're doing. Depending on the damage, it seems that some of us nurse our wounds in silence. Gazebos, wooden furniture, and sheds are accidentally set alight in the warmer months, safety experts say. Tipsy grillers. Hey, have you guys, uh, have you guys seen that new show, Tipsy Grillers? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's uh, English. Oh, no. Why would I watch that? Tipsy grillers could explain could explain the 2,000 individuals admitted to the A&E units each year with barbecue-related injuries. Around a third of UK adults will feel more than a slight ache or pain as a direct result of bedroom antics with carpet burns, crick necks, and bruised shoulders among the most common sex injuries. And then they tell you to go to the Facebook page because if you're fucking dumb enough to read all of that down, like all if they, as they do the rundown of like, yo, here's this happened in the end that this happened in Asia. This happened here. This could also happen here. This is weirder. And you believe all of it. Next thing you know, you're clicking like on the Telegraph Facebook page, which I did. <sighs> Vatican radio dot 
VA. Actually, actually, it's uh, enradiovatican.va news, 2015-09. Pope Francis, the devil is the root of jealousy and war. You know, who is this Pope just showing up and then shitting on losing? Who does he think he is? Huh? What do you think you're in charge? Vatican Radio, Pope Francis on Sunday evening visited the parish of San Michel Archangelo, which is uh, St. Michael of the Archangel, the Archangel's uh, St. Michael, right? Is that what that is? It's fucking Michael the Archangel, yeah. In the Eastern Roman District of Pia, I'm not even going to try to say that. The parish is on the peripheries of Rome and home to 8,000 families. On his way to the parish, the Holy Father made a surprise visit to a shanty town. Oh, hey, why don't we take a stop by the shantytown? Maybe I could say something popely. It's called Campo Arcabaleno, which is uh, Italian for you should look that up, where he visited with residents for about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, you went to the bad neighborhood for a whole fucking 10 Minskis. That's it. That's what you got going. All right, I get it. You're all right. After arriving at the parish hall, Pope Francis met with a group of homeless people who cared for the St. Saint Egidio community. The fact that people do not know your name and call you homeless and you carry this, it is your cross and your patience, said Pope Francis, but there is something in the heart of all of you of this. Please be assured there is the Holy Spirit, which he is right. But maybe you got to spend more than 10 minutes. You can't just go in, throw the dominus omnis, and think that everybody's going to feel good, all right? You got you to spend time with them. You got to go, look, whatever, whatever situation you've thought yourself into where you're homeless, where you're indigent, where you're not taking care of your needs because you have an idea that's rattling around in your brain that you're chasing, you're trying to make go away, you're trying to quell, you're trying to fight it at the gate of your own becoming until... You just end up in a shitty place. In that point, you're so far out of the light. It doesn't matter who's saying it to you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they showed you exactly how to do it. You wouldn't even have the ears to hear. I guess that that's where. Hey, at least at least the article he's bringing into everybody's worldview here. Where you know, I can guarantee there are some people in in our own lives who need the message that we've been given. I guess isn't that really what this is all about? Passing along the knowledge that we have. No, why don't we just put out more products we don't need? Then we'll feel good about that. Brought to you by everything, huh? He then held a meeting with parents whose children had been baptized in the previous year and asked them to teach them faith well and lamented that there are Christian children who cannot make the sign of the cross. Well, I mean, I don't know. How does that work in, in Italian, right? This one, this one, this one, and this one, right? Isn't that how that goes? But it's got words. Who is the father of war, Pope Francis asked. Boy, this guy is fucking, who is the father of war? What's up, everybody? We're father of war from Detroit. Let's mosh. The devil and the, ch- oh, the devil, the children answer. Hey, the end the answer, or it was on a flashcard. Pope Francis said the devil is the father of hate, the father of lies who seeks disunity. God wants unity, Pope Francis said. If, you're, if in your heart you feel jealousy, that is the beginning of war. Jealousies are not of God. And this is the theme Pope Francis continued during his homily at Mass. It's sad when in a family, brothers do not speak because of something stupid. Because the devil takes stupidity and makes a world, he continued. And then those enemies continue to multiply for years. It destroys the family. Parents suffer because their children do not speak to each other. Or the wife of a son. Or this jealousy and envy is sowed by the devil. And the only one who can drive out demons is Jesus. The only one who can heal these things is Jesus. And each of your have yourself healed by Jesus. As he does this during parish visits, he urges the congregation to listen to Jesus and the gospel, to read a passage and ask himself, what does it say to me? Have this daily contact with the gospel. Pope Francis said, pray with the God. You know what? He's right. 
He's right. And uh, as as long of a slide as those folks who are indigent have taken to get down to the bottom that they live in, it's a long climb back out. And every every feat, every success is just compiled on continual success until you get to the point where your life is just absolute living in the glory of faith. And what else is there? What else is there? Except the end of this podcast, guys. I'm John Toll. This is John Toll's America. JohnToll.com. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram at Real John Toll. Read the blog over there on the website. Donate if you can. Uh, thanks to everybody listening. You guys are awesome. Find me online. Find me on tour. Find yourself somewhere. Send me an email if you like it. If you have questions, if you think it's weird, just yeah, send me a note. I'd love to read it. Take care. God bless. I used to trust the- You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.